It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, hello, Patreon members. This is your July question and answer show, part one. Shaheen, your favorite time of the month has arrived. That is true. That's a fact. That's that's factual information. And B-Show Brian, you are also a big fan of the q and I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, before we uh, start the Q&A, uh, we just want to remind you, some of you may not have remembered to get your questions and This is just part one. And then in two weeks at the end of the month, we'll be getting you your second part. So if you feel like, oh, crap, I want to get a question in. You still got time. But right now, we're going to turn it over to your questions. This is your show. So thank you so much for the continued support on Patreon. And B-Show, who's got the first question? All right. Drew Yari. I know Drew Yari. He is a fine, outstanding young man. What's up, guys? For Draper and Shaheen. Hmm. I have a bone to pick with y'all. On the last Q&A episode, I asked John about the Eternals trailer, which prompted a pretty lengthy discussion about superhero movies to which John went on to voice his displeasure for the trailer, which is understandable. But then he said, and he's paraphrasing, this could be the movie that makes people check out and me as well. Uh, I love you, Draper, but you might have overreacted there just a tad. The movies will be fine. I don't know jack shit about the Eternals, and like you said, the trailer was about nothing, so I'll be watching it with an open mind. Yeah, well, I mean, I I said this might be the movie that makes me check out, because it might be shitty. Um, I just saw Black Widow, and I liked it a lot, and I didn't hear anybody say that about Black Widow. Um, It looks like the Eternals, they tried very hard to make sure that... um, like all the colors of the rainbow were represented, which is not really anything to do with the Eternals, since they're space creatures um, and there is no ethnicity, I believe, in space. But well, call me crazy. I don't know. But, um, you know, it looks like there's a lot of pandering. Let's see how let's see. Let's see if they go heavy ham fisted on the pandering. I don't know. I mean, but the trailer tells you nothing except, uh, you know, there's some beautiful landscapes and a lot of um, nice dancing and things like that. And it looks like eight different international movies rolled into one. And, you know, let's see. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I have, we have, you have every reason to think it's going to be bad uh, and you have every reason to think it's going to be good. However, normally when I see a trailer for a movie, I'm left with an understanding of what I'm seeing. And um, unlike every other comic book movie on the planet or every comic book movie on the planet, this did none of that for me. So that makes me wonder if the plot is not great and if it's just going to be ham-fisted and, you know, a gorgeous looking movie about nothing. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, as far as me, man, I don't, I don't really know what to say because I feel like from day one, I've always kind of kept the same energy as far as Marvel movies because I've never been a fan. So it's not like I'm jumping ship or anything. I just honestly, I'm to the point, man, I, I like throw up in my mouth a little bit when I see trailers or like anything Marvel related. Like I just I know people are going to get mad. I just I can't stand it. I'm I'm completely like Scorsese by now. I'm just wow. done. It's just Shaheen much, Scorsese. Shaheen Scorsese. Dude, it's because it's every fucking streaming platform anything that you see it's it's marvel or something superhero related it's just it's taking well, over 
It makes money. That's no, I get why it's there. I'm just saying it's ruining entertainment for me because it just it literally just pollutes everything I want to watch. It's just like, oh, superhero this, this series coming out. It's like, all right, guys. Right, but, but doesn't, doesn't that mean that Hollywood needs to put out better products to compete with the superhero movies, not that the superhero movies need to stop coming out? I mean, well, I, I don't know, because I feel like a lot of people would say that the superhero movies are good content. Like, I know Drew Yari's having a time of his life, and if I was a comic book fan, I'd be having a time of my life. I just, I never read comic books and stuff. I mean, time. Drew, if you look at his, his Facebook and, and, you know, Twitter and stuff like that, he's very happy. I wish I was that happy about Marvel movies, because I'm not. <laughs> I'm sad, like, I'm miserable I to, about it. I, I used to feel that way about Vivid porn movies like in the late 90s like i used to feel like vivid video like jenna jameson was really yeah. she was really she was she was she was the marvel uh b show you're sort of ambivalent right you don't really have a dog in the fight i you don't like marvel movies. most of my exposure to comic books were the few publications i was able to snag from friends um like the Superboy, but don't call me Superboy. I'm Superman. Like when they cloned Superman in the mid '90s. Oh yeah, like yeah, that was yeah. He was a cool character. He had the black T-shirt. That was bad. Yeah, the black leather jacket. No, that's uh, yeah. I'm 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 jumping ahead like ten. Oh, years, sorry. But, yeah, but oh, yeah. that's no. That's... There's a Connor L. He was the combination of Lex Luthor and um and Superman. Uh, He's badass. Uh, He's fucking awesome, by the way. Awesome. There was a no. There was a Superman where they put out four. There was like hmm. S- Superman, like Steel. Super yeah, Boy. yeah, I remember. Yeah, the jacket. Yeah. yeah, but um, it was that a few Wolverines, a Spider Man, and then just all the animated cartoons from the '90s, which are fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I really don't care. I mean, I like them. I I kind of look at them as our modern day uh, mythology. Mm. I mean, we're so removed from Roman mythology and in Greek mythology. Greek I think mythology, to yeah. me that this is the same thing, just in an updated version. And in some ways, wrestling was like that before. So. I kind of mm, I point. get the universal appeal, which is why Star Wars was bigger than Star Trek. But no, nah, I don't really have a, a dog in this fight. I just know it looked like <laughs> it looked like a movie that they tried to force different ethnicities into from yeah, around. I mean, the, it really does from I around mean, the world, not even around yeah. the universe. Yeah, I mean, but but I think but I think they're not even trying to hide that, like right. you know, and it's just like you know, and you know, they made a whole point. I remember two years ago at an upfront, I guess maybe at the San Diego Comic Con, they made a point of talking about how this is the most diverse diverse comic book movie ever, and I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, you're talking about a made up mythology. Like, how is like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. It's, it's it seems a weird hill to die on. I don't. I didn't realize that that fake things that don't exist need to act like they exist. Right. In 2020. Like, I don't know. Like Disney, uh, not that I give a fuck, but not, the Disney cast a black girl, I think, is Little Mermaid. And I had no problem with it whatsoever until someone pointed out that you would have a lack of melanin in your skin if you lived below the sea. Well, that's <laughs> now you're just being so. Now, so you're just, now, but, now you're just being Tucker Carlson. Let's but, move but on. No, but that's what I'm saying is you're talking about trying to use logic in illogical situations. These, we're talking oh, about aliens but, and mutants and monsters. And, yeah, but now, but now you're getting into dangerously talking about eugenics. And I'm just talking about the fact that in space, I don't even like it's it's not it, there's supposed to be like people that are orange and green. And it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. It's a I'm weird, just saying it's a weird people need to that. not take this shit so seriously. That's all. Yeah, a good and, movie's a good movie. That's and and dude, well, I'm like just just to defend myself because I'm I'm one of those people that kind of takes it seriously. But the reason why I take it seriously is because it, like I said, it it's ruined like physical media for me. It, it kind of attacks me even even if I try to avoid it because right. I go to the store to find something and I'm like, oh fuck, they took away eighty percent of the physical media and now it's like eighteen different versions of Wonder Woman on a steel book and on this and on that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nothing else is available because this is what sells and I get why it's there. Like, all right, let me let me make a quick analogy. Like, I, I'm into deathmatch wrestling, right? I grew up on deathmatch wrestling. Imagine if deathmatch wrestling was Marvel. Imagine if it got super hot, right? Like AEW started trying it out and it just fucking took off. 
Now imagine if every fucking wrestling promotion, every pay-per-view, or every time Raw comes on, the main event is a death match, right? It gets old after a while. You're like, all right, but like, I liked it when it was in doses. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate a Spider-Man when, when it came out, you know, once a year. Now I feel like there's a new superhero thing every other month, whether it's on Disney, on Hulu. There's always something going on. And it just, anything that I go on, that I log on movie-wise, physical media, everything is just superheroes. Yeah. And, and look, look, it's my, it's my shit. So like, I love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it's not like my wife doesn't like it. Like, you know, there's plenty of people that don't like it. You know what I mean? There's plenty of people that don't support it. However, the thing makes money. Uh, I think the Eternals looks pretty bad. I hope it's good. Um, I don't think it looks bad because it's a diverse cast. I just think they, that that's all it is. Like, it's like, you didn't tell me anything. You just basically took me through 15 time periods in history with a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, actors and actresses and didn't explain anything. So, you know, the trailer sucks. A lot of people said the exact same thing about the trailer. Everybody's having the same complaints. I don't think it's relative to complaining about the little mermaid. I absolutely don't think it's relative. Yeah. I don't care about that at all. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's a complete, you you know, now you're talking about fish, you know, fish people, like, like what fish people are supposed to look like. I, you know, I, but again, it's something I've been around. I've been around complex for like 40, 45 years, 40 years or something. So, you know, but I don't have a bug up my ass about it. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Yo, you you know how like wrestling fans kind of make you cringe and make you embarrassed to be like a wrestling fan every day. I feel like another reason why I don't like comic books is because I attended a lot of comic cons and stuff like that. And the fans are very cringy and I see their reactions towards these things. And then they like dress up as like fucking Captain America. The I just cringe at that type of shit. You know, I'm not like judging. It's just not for me. I I think it's like super corny. Do you think think people cosplay at porn conventions? No, let's save that for the regular show. <laughs> fucking uh Guido. Uh he dressed up as a condom. I uh, I've seen pictures. So I guess yeah, I guess people do. I wonder if people cosplay right? a But does Driari have any other questions? Yeah, one for Shaheen. Uh I know you said you're not a huge fan of the movies and said on Marvel <laughs> and DC DC has everyone in Hollywood <laughs> locked up to do nothing else. Not entirely true, but let's be real. The only thing Hollywood does nowadays is remakes, prequels, unnecessary origin stories, and superhero movies. But look on the bright side, this has given horror the spotlight to improve the acting and writing in their movies, such as your favorite Hereditary, Quiet Place, Get Out, etc. Yeah, but I would never credit, like, Ari Aster, you know, his writing ability or directing ability to Marvel coming out and being competition. I don't... Well, I think what he's trying to say is it it makes it hard. It's now, because it's not a comic property... The onus is going to be on. Well, it's not a comic property. It's not like a Fast and the Furious or a Harry Potter prequel. Wh- like, why am I interested in this? So, it, so I, I think what he actually I didn't say what he's trying to say. I think I'm paraphrasing for him, but like the horror movies need to be that much better now because now they're going to have to compete with these fucking movies. Yeah, I get that, but so I also good. think I also think horror was naturally progressing and, and was naturally adapting to the times anyway. Like mm-hmm. horror fans aren't the same type of fans that they were 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Let's no, face they're it. They're a lot not smarter. They're, yeah, like they're smarter. They're all hipsters. Like it's a different yeah, vibe. It's, it's, what, it, it's what Ring of Honor was in 2005. Right. I mean, like, like, dude, I'm in, really I'm in this, is. I'm in these communities now way more than I'm in, in fucking wrestling. And I can tell you, they're not 50 year old men, you know, like in their basements, they're mostly like 20 year old, like tattooed hipsters that, yeah. you know, got evil dead sleeves and shit. Like they're, they're not going to, settle down for lake placid five like they're just not <laughs> you're gonna need to give them some kind of fucking a24 type of thing because that's what, that's what they're going for and honestly like you know marvel and all that all those uh properties coming out and being competition might have something to do with it but i think naturally 
it was heading that towards that direction anyway. And horror is just going to continue to get smarter and more intelligent because people are, are, are not just in for the, you know, the, the scares anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the little quick scares, because look at the, the, the conjuring that shit failed. That shit was terrible because people were tired of that shit. You know what I mean? It was just jump scares and nobody cared about yeah. the story. And yet fast you know? and the furious nine made a billion dollars. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, aesthetically, is that plot better than the plot to The Conjuring? Of course not. Like, is the acting better? Probably not. I'm going to go on a limb here and say absolutely not. Right. But again, but there, people aren't as tired. They're still interested. So, you know, but I, I think I understand Drew's point there. I think that's a pretty interesting point. And thank you for the questions. Drew. Yeah. And he um, to kind of back him up a little bit. I don't know if I credit the Hollywood uh, uh, Marvel movies specifically. But with less money going around from the big studios for movies like horror movies and they're going with the sure bet, that did lead to a lot of people going independent, which led to a lot of innovation. So I do kind of agree with him in that way. But, yeah, but um, did horror go more, go more independent? I feel like there's just as much horror movies as there was 10 years ago before Marvel came out. You know, back then there was just like shitty action movies that came out like Gamer and all these fucking corny movies. But yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like there's any less horror coming to theaters now than there was before. No, but the quality seems yeah. to be a lot better. Well, like, the quality like, is 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 better, but like no that's one can, what I'm saying. No one can, you, what, it, when it, the money dried argue. up, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying it, I, there's no one that could say and tell me that even in the heyday of like the '90s or '80s, the quality of horror in the last five years is apexing. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's like the best it's been in like it's amazing. Decades, yeah, the performances. I mean, like the yeah. plot, the the music, the the cinematography. Everything like, you know, well, what I'm like, saying is I don't think the money dried up for horror any more than it did 10 years ago. I think it's hmm. just kind of been the same. I think it's just kind of been like mainstream horrors just kind of been treading like it's been the same thing that's that's been for the last 15 years. It's an upward trend, horror. much like superhero stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, and to, uh, and to we, clarify my point on Ariel real quick, I wasn't saying I care what color the Little Mermaid is, first of all. Well, I, I was just saying you have, you, have, you have some issues. I think everybody knows you have some blind spots there. Be sure it's okay. Oh, Jesus. We, no, what I was saying was once you start <laughs> splitting hairs, it's like, okay, how far do you want to go and how serious do you want to go? Look, everybody has a racist friend. And for me and Shaheen, you are that friend. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But uh, let's move on. Yeah, like, like, you know, and the, the listeners know this. You know, they, they, you know they're, they're trying to convert you. Context, guys. Context. They're trying to get you, they're trying to win you over. That they know you live in Ohio. Someone's going to clip that. Someone's going to clip that. Yeah, no that. kidding. I'm save that and send it to B Show in like five minutes. Fuck you guys. I'm trying to defend my. Oh, poor B Show. Does Drew have anything else? We no, he's good. He's done. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. And we will talk to you soon. MJW Games. Very familiar with the work of MJW Games. A lot of people have transcribed MJW Games' work as fine and outstanding for a young man. Outside of Watchmen, The Dark Knight Returns, and Daredevil's Born Again, what other graphic novels would you like to see made into a movie, and who would you cast in the roles? Oh, that's so loaded. I, 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 honestly, every time I turn around, something is coming out in a movie. But there was a DC book called Vigilante that's very good. It was an 80s comic book. It's literally about a vigilante. It went on for like 80, episodes, 80 issues. You never knew who the fuck the guy was. And it's literally like their sort of answer to the Punisher. I always thought it would be a very cool thing to do. He's got a fucking ski mask. I mean, he's a badass character. Very little explained about that character. I'd like to see that. I can't think of anybody to play on top of my head. And there's also, uh, most comic nerds will tell you about The Authority. Uh, the Authority is probably one of the greatest comic book teams ever. Um, and it's pretty hardcore. It was written and, and, and drawn by some pretty amazing people. I would like to see The Authority. And then I would like to see the real version of a Wanted. Uh, because uh, the Wanted movie that came out is not the Wanted that I, I wanted to see, pun intended. 
um, which was loosely based on Eminem's physicality and its face and all that stuff. So those are some cool properties, but I can't think of people to play them. It's just, I would have to really invest time in that. But those are some great things I'd like to see, just very different. I like to see different things. I don't want to see the same cookie cutter things. I would like to see more indie comics would be cool. A Pit movie, uh, the Max movie, you know, the same way, like when is this fucking Spawn movie? I mean, that image isn't really indie, but it, it's not the big two, you know what I mean? When is this fucking Spawn movie going to happen? Like, well, we that, that appeals to horror people and that appeals to you know, older comic people. So I'd like to see some of these indies now that The Boys uh, is, just got nominated for Best Fucking TV Show, by the way, which is unfucking imaginable to me. Um, if The Boys can get nominated for Best TV Show, then we could probably adapt some of these other smaller properties. Um, then, what were you going to say? No, but and I do know that they are supposedly making the spawn. But this is they've been trying to make this movie for like five fucking years. I thought we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. They got like uh, Jamie Fox for the role. Yeah, for, yeah, but but COVID and then the script. Yeah. It's just like when is this coming now? Like they they haven't done dick for it. It's going into twenty twenty two, and it's like this might not come out till twenty twenty five. Jamie Fox will be like fifty seven years old. I don't have any uh, specific titles off the top of my head, but anything that is left of Edgar Allan Poe's. I'd love to see some of the horror directors that are you know, existing now kind of take a stab at it. Um, and Would you want to see a modern version of that? You want to see the period that it's written in? Uh, probably in the period that it's written. Yeah, in. yeah. Because I, I like those atmospheric horrors and I really appreciate it when they go to like OG sets. Like, you know, when I watch a lot of these like European horrors and Italian horrors and stuff like that, the sets are the coolest thing because some of them are shot in Rome and like to them, that's nothing because it's, it's local. It doesn't cost them anything. But to <laughs> us, you were like, Oh my God, that, that setting looks fucking crazy because it's foreign to us. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I would, I would prefer it to be a, the OG style, but like, like the pit and the pendulum, like that would, I would love yeah. to, I would love to see that get like a remake since, since they're doing remakes everywhere. Um, I don't know. I, I like, I like Poe. I think it'd be dope. I haven't seen anything done by him, you know, as far as his uh, stories. I think John out. John Cusack did a version of The Raven maybe a bunch of years ago. Did he? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure like in the early 2000s. I don't know how good it was. Bisha, is there any properties you're waiting on to see, things that you like? You'd be like, man, that would be a cool movie. Um, I'm not really, again, huge on comics, but just because of the, the artwork, I'd like to see The Sandman, which I think is coming out. Well, that's right? coming. Yeah, that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And Shaheen mentioned Edgar Allan Poe. I really like him. Uh, the Cask of Amontillado is a cool little short story. I think it's mm. a short story where basically it's a revenge story where this dude gets a guy drunk and seals him into a, like a crypt into Ooh. the wall. Yummers. And that's, it's a, a pretty cool story. I think it happens in France, but um, so yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. It would be cool to see some of that old shit done in, in that style. I wouldn't want to see that stuff done like modern day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, just the Gothic styles or like the fluff puffy shirts and shit. The, the, like the architecture. Yeah. Yeah. Like the witch. Yeah, like that, yeah. that type of vibe, like that, that, that was so refreshing to see that, you know? Yeah. yeah it could be polarizing though, too. You know what I mean? Like the certain people, like, yeah. um, you know, there's certain people that won't watch. I mean, this is not me for sure, but I know people that will not watch a, a, a foreign film because they don't want to, they don't want to read the subtitles. I mean, that's just some lazy American pig shit, but right. you know, it really is. But like, you know, there is a, 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 a conscious amount of people that might be like, oh, they're going to use 16th century speak. I can't watch this shit. You, you know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, that's just unfortunately we do have still that lazy culture thing going on with a lot of people. But uh, Poe would be a great source material. You know, absolutely. Who the fuck doesn't want to see that shit? Dude, it's crazy how accurate you are with the subtitles because um, obviously I collect movies and stuff and Criterion has like a 50% off thing. So there's a lot of uh, Criterion groups 
and people will ask for recommendations and tons of people will put in specifically like, yo, don't no put subtitles. anything in foreign languages because yeah, I'm not reading subtitles. Like it's, it's, it's so, <laughs> it's so, it's, it's so softly obnoxious. Like I don't even like, like to think like so many great movies you're never going to see because, yeah, man. because, because they don't speak it to English is some of my favorite ridiculous. movies are, are all the greatest movies. Yeah, my favorite yeah. movie of all time are, are foreign movies. Yeah. Like some of the best like, shit out there. You've never seen like, get to see a Takashi Miike movie. It's just like, yeah. oh, these amazing Korean or, or like these amazing Chamu Park movies. It's like, are you fucking crazy? Yo? Poland, Poland has some of the craziest fucking movies oh, I've ever sure. seen in my life. Oh, sure. I'm sure of it. My gosh, yeah. you know. But uh, does MJW Games have anything else? No, he just adds, thank you for your time. MJW Games, thank you for your time. Jeff, lip, lip, you can do it better than I can. The lippity lip, 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 who's ever lipped in lickety lip, lip, lipman. He's a fine, outstanding, ham-armed man. What does is, what is, what is the Boris Head Bicep Man have for us this week? <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure TV show? For example, he watches Real Housewives of New Jersey and Beverly Hills. It should cause embarrassment. What brave confessions do you three currently have TV-wise? I, I'm so fucking transparent. Like, I don't really have... But, I, you know, it's funny. I am very, like, I've... I, I, uh, I, I'm doing this thing now where I'll go back and rewatch full series again. So it's like, like I have, like, The Wire, Deadwood, Sopranos, Gamora... And uh, I'm probably forgetting another one. All like, I'm just repeating this site and the office. Like I just doing this all the fucking time. And it's like, I'm so, it's like not, I don't even think about it. I just go, oh, I put on, like, it's, it's like, I think one day I actually sat and watched like four hours of one of those shows. And it's, I've seen them a million times. I'm not getting, like, they're still great and they're watchable, but it's just like, no, like if, if people knew how much time I spent watching stuff I've seen already versus new stuff, like, it's crazy. Like, I'm literally, like, I'm up to season four of The Sopranos. I just started it last week. And you're the I'm one who gives season. me shit for watching the same horror movies for however long? Yeah, but you're watching fucking Friday the 13th, Jason Gets a Hysterectomy. I'm talking about Deadwood, <laughs> fucking The Sopranos, and fucking, you know what I'm saying? And That's The Wire. Fair. I mean, this is like art, This is like fucking, you know, prize-winning shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. and, uh, and also, I really am into um, uh, Battlestar Galactica. But I, that might be my next trek. I might go back to that. But I'm so transparent, dude. That none of this will surprise anybody. What do you have, B Show? Um, I think I've talked about this before. Like the old series of unsolved mysteries. I don't know what it is. It's nostalgic or whatever. Plus, I really like true crime. And there's a lot of weird stories that have, like weird. Like I don't know when I when I I remember stuff I used to watch when I was younger, and then I see an update. It's like, oh shit, they caught the fucker. Or mm. like I see a story from 30 years ago, and they still haven't caught him. It's like, oh man, that's kind of sad. So it's, I don't know. There's some replay value. Plus, I read some articles that say that rewatching shit is like finding order in your chaotic life. So what the fuck? Really? I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I have stuff like that. I try not to be embarrassed about shit, Jeff. I mean, I'm I'm a 34 year old dude. If I like stuff, I like it. You know, I, yeah, I try. if he really wanted to be embarrassed, he would throw out those tank tops if he cared about being. <laughs> you notice I'm not wearing one tonight, though. <laughs> I know. I put on a white T-shirt because my nipples are actually bleeding, which I'll discuss on the other show. Oh but. Jesus Christ! Um, you sure you mentioned um you mentioned true crime? Yeah, I'm I'm like not into true crime at all. But uh, as a kid, if you can click on that IMDb, yep. See if either of you saw this show. I believe it was a French show. What is it? Um, I don't on? even know how you how you would say it in English because I I watched it in Germany. Oh, I've seen this, this guy's mustache. This was on, um, yeah, this was Agatha. This is on uh, PBS. Puro or yeah, Puro. Yeah, Puro. Well, this is in, on, yeah, this is this is actually very 
popular. This is an internationally big show. It was that, huge. I, yeah, it was huge. This was on PBS. So this is like what smart people watch. So this was not on in my house growing up. Yeah, this was like murder mystery. Um, yeah, I, I loved this growing up. Yeah. And um, the only other, I don't really watch TV shows. I, don't like. I can't even tell you the last one I've watched. But back when I was like probably 18, maybe, Flavor Flav had a dating show. Oh, Flavor of Love. Yeah, Never I fucking love. love that show, dude. That's that was so that's good. That's crazy. Oh, I used to watch um the the sixteen and pregnant and shit and um the uh what is it uh, uh teen mom teen that mom, was like yeah. back in the day. Like I haven't watched that and, and the real world, but that's like a hundred years. I haven't watched. I couldn't probably watch any of that today. Sometimes, well, sometimes I watch like old Nickelodeon shows that I used to watch. Like, Are You Afraid of the Dark was like my intro to horror movies. A lot of wow. it, it's it's not really that scary or anything. It's just if I catch no. it. Or like old Nicktoons, like Doug and Ren and Stimpy and shit. Yeah, I used to like Ren and Stimpy a lot. But um, I think they have some pedophile ties to it. So that might be a part of a film. Fucking Nickelodeon, sure. dude. Pedalodeon. Does uh, Lip Lipman have any other questions for us? Um, nope. That's it. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Hammy. Hammy Arms. <laughs> Cassette Classics 86. Big fan of the Cassette Classics 86 and the fine, outstanding young man stuff that Cassette Classics 86 does. What does Cassette Classics 86 have for us this week? Uh, what was the main reasons you guys stopped watching pro wrestling? What would pro wrestling need to do to get you interested again? Well, that's that's kind of a loaded question because I, I had to watch it because I was on a wrestling show. So I had to watch it as part of being on a show. And I had to watch multiple programs and every pay-per-view. And I had to correlate my life around it. When I, when, when Co I think COVID was really the beginning of the end, it was like COVID and then speaking out and then not being on a wrestling podcast. <laughs> Those are the three things for me personally in that order. It was like COVID hit and then speaking out happened. And then I was really not on the podcast. So I didn't have to watch the fucking shows. And I was like, well, I'm watching them specifically cause I'm on the shows. Uh, but I still watch, you know, I, 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 I can't watch Raw and I can't watch SmackDown. I've tried. I can't watch them. I can watch NXT, but then I get a little like, like I start looking at my phone for most of the time. And I can watch AEW because a lot of times it's either stuff I just can't believe like how much it's missing or I can't believe that I'm enjoying it. So it's like, you know, but for me, it was really a combination of those things. What about you, Shah? Because I imagine when you stopped doing your podcast, that was probably the beginning of the end, right? Yeah, very similar. Um, when I stopped doing THT on a weekly basis, I stopped basically watching because I didn't have to review anything. And furthermore, I got involved with wrestling as far as, you know, on the business side. And, you know, the more you, you get involved with something, the more it kind of loses that um, magic, I guess. You know, I just I wasn't really into it as much. And honestly, another thing that could bring me back is, is more characters and, and bigger people. Like, if they brought in people that's the size of Andre the Giant that were dressed like barbarians and shit, I would watch it again. It's silly in 2021, but that's what I liked. You know what I mean? Like, I like that silly. You're a size queen? Is that what you're saying? You're a size queen? Somewhat. I mean, I, I like no, I the flippy it. stuff, you know? I mean, it's it's they do cooler moves, and they're more agile and all that, but I don't know. That I, I'm bigger than half the people that are in the ring, and I'm 5'8". I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's not very believable. Yeah. B-Show, what about you? I'm, I'm right with you guys 100%. Like, I got to this weird point where, like, my whole life I was obsessed with wrestling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then it was movies and horror movies. But wrestling was always, like, the current. That was the, the one thing that was it never wavered. And then it got to the point where, like, there was so much shitty stuff coming out. And then maybe 
maybe part of it was hearing things from you, John, and like just ancillary stuff I would hear about stuff going on in the business that maybe you heard from Joe or other people that listen to the show. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you never betrayed that. But just hearing how shitty these people were and then what kind of through the grapevine what happened to Shaheen with you know, certain people in wrestling. And it's like, yeah, motherfucker, how long can I keep giving these people my money or attention Mm -hmm. or talking about them or promoting it that finally I just kind of stopped. And then the shows are so bad that I've gotten like out of habit of watching it at all. I couldn't tell you what's going on on AEW or uh, NXT other than maybe a few champions. And they're doing that stupid fighter fest, which is based on a a three-year-old meme now. So, I mean, that's how out of the loop I am. And I'm someone who never, like, I even watched religiously during the the mid-90s when it got really fucking bad. Mm. And this is the worst I've ever seen. So, um, what would it take for them to, for, for me to come back? I just, I don't want to feel like why, sitting through a show is torture anymore. Like, there's so many other things I could watch. Some Mondays, instead of watching Raw, I'll sit down and watch a horror movie. Or I'll watch I'll watch an old James Bond movie, a movie I've seen a fucking hundred thousand times. Right. O- right. is one of the worst Bond movies of all time. I'd rather watch that Shit. than I, I saw that in theaters. I know. I mean I like Roger fun. Moore for sure, but it's a goofy movie. Um I'd rather watch that than Raw any day. And it just it's it's a chore. It's a yeah. chore. And anything to me that feels like a chore anymore, I'm just I'm out. It's not fun, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like I, another thing that would bring me back would be a, 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 if I have a son. You know, kind of getting him into it would probably bring me back. Yeah. Um, that's honestly probably the only thing I could see. Because I don't see wrestling changing. Like, I don't see, like, bigger guys coming in. I don't – none of that's going to happen. And and I don't see myself getting any more involved with wrestling. So I think that kind of uh, chapter of my life is closed for the most mm-hmm. part. Unless, again, I have a kid that's, a, that's you know, happens to be a boy or, or a girl, but more than likely, you know, boys are into wrestling. So that's probably one of the only ways I would get back involved. Yeah, I, I would get back involved if if uh, if I saw something on TV and I really felt compelled to talk about it at a higher level. You know what I mean? And the problem is, you know, and I've said this many times, I think, on social media, maybe not on the show. But th- like if I had to sit and review like Raw or something, like, I don't know how I, I couldn't do it. Like I just I would I just would. There's nothing inside of me that makes me think I could do it. The thing that, you know, would probably compel me to go back is you know changes that i'm never going to see but also i think culturally what's happening now is people are getting because the product is bad people are getting very defensive like very defensive about how much they like it which is very strange to me so i would get back in just to probably make people upset and i'm i'm that kind of person. like i don't give a fuck like i like making people upset like i'll i'll if, if i if i feel that i'm in the right so i would do it just to be a dick to be honest with you. And I'm not even making a joke. Like I'm being super, super honest. Like the, the, any thoughts I have about coming back to doing it is just because I'm so annoyed that a lot of people are, um, are not like the people, let me put it, I'm trying to be polite because I don't want to offend people that really like it. And I don't want to offend the people that I'm friends with that do this as a, as a podcast or, or as like a vocation. But the fact that the people that I know are carrying water for things that I know they don't like, just to be able to continue to do it makes me want to get on the air and talk about that. Like there are people I know for a fact, and, I, and they're very successful that are not being honest and transparent about what they're watching. They're, they're, they're pretending to like it more because they're scared of getting attacked on the internet. And I don't know if this is a news flash to anybody, but I don't give a fuck. So it makes me want to be like the anti, the anti person. 
Like I would love to get on a podcast every week and just be like, boy, Drew McIntyre fucking sucks. That guy's awful. Like what, like how anybody could fucking pay, like, oh, just, like I'm, just, I'm just using Drew McIntyre as an example, but it's like, you know, that's for me, I would do it just to be a dick. And I'm, and you know what, my, my desire to be a dick is pretty strong in real life all the time. So don't be surprised if it's like, you know, I have a wrestling podcast at some point where it's literally just talking about how everybody is lying about how much they're enjoying this because it's fucking, because I just don't believe you. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't believe you get excited when like uh, Bianca Belair fights Dana Brooke. I, I don't believe you. I think you're lying. I don't believe you get excited, you know, when Bobby Lashley fights uh, Drew McIntyre. I don't, I, I really don't. I think you want, I think you want me to think that you do. And I actually, I'll be honest with you, and I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but um, I actually hear it in people's voices. I actually hear the dishonesty. Like I, like I, what is that? That smell? It smells like dishonesty. Like I, I, I did that. I did this long enough to know when someone's being a phony. So I would, I would do it just to come back to be a dick, and I'm, I'm pretty good at that. So don't be surprised if it happens at some point. But I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Does cassette classics have anything else for us? Nope, that's it. Cassette classics, stay gold. All right. John Hennett. Stay gold in. I'm well familiar with the work of John Hennett. I believe critics described his early work as promising for a fine, outstanding young man. What do we have of John Hennett this week? Hey, guys, just finished Letter Kenny and fucking loved it. Fucking awesome show, man. I love it. Who is your favorite character and what is your favorite episode? Thanks and keep up the great work. I, You know, it's, I, I'm not going to lie. I only did a one run of the whole series. But I love everybody on the show. I don't have a favorite episode. I liked when they did like, um, oh, there's so many good ones. Oh, my God. I can't. I'll go down the rabbit hole and won't get out. But uh, I am seriously taken by how attractive um, uh, the women are in Leonard Kenny. And not the unattractive ones, but the attractive ones. Like the, the, two, girl, the two main girls on Letter Kenny um, are like two of the hottest chicks ever, man. Like I'm super attracted to them. Then Didn't I get you say it offended your wife or something like that? Yeah, like, like, honest to God, my wife is not that, not that chick. Like, like, I literally referred to Michelle uh, Millette or whatever, um, the, the, the star Letter Kenny. I was like, this is like the most attractive woman on television. And my wife lost her fucking mind. Like, like, and I was like, no, this is, I go, I'm serious. I go, like, I see the sex appeal on this woman. Like, she's super attractive. Like, there's something about this girl. She's so attractive. And my wife was like, you're fucking on drugs. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, um, but I love everyone on the show. I'm super, super, super fan. Uh, Squirrely Dan is probably my, 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 my favorite though. I don't have a favorite episode. I'm a, you know what? You just reminded me I'm going back, John. I'm let letter Kenny's up next after the Sopranos run. I'm going to do letter Kenny and then Battlestar. <laughs> but if you guys haven't watched it, it's once you get used to the slang, I mean, seriously, Michelle Millette is, this is not an attractive person. Are you out of your fucking mind? Look at her. She's absurd. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And Bonnie McFarlane, the girl, the, well, that's the character's name. Uh, dude, this good-looking broads on. Uh, yeah, look at Bonnie McFarlane, Leonard Kenny. These are awful. This is no, no. That's the Bonnie McMurray. Bonnie McMurray. I'm sorry. Bonnie McFarlane's a comedian. We don't want to see her. Bonnie McMurray. All right, watch how hot this fucking broad is. Hello, smoking hot. Look at her in the baseball outfit. Like seriously. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, she's attractive, dude. Yeah, super attractive, but low-key attractive. Like girl next door, attractive. I like that. That's my shit. That's my shit. So I like I like everybody on the show. I'm a super fan, um, and I can't wait for the new season to start. You guys should watch it. I'm telling you, once you get used to the Canadian slang, you're all up in it. You're trust me, it, it, you're gonna you're gonna be about it. 
Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't really no, see it. You'll like it, dude. If you like like Rick and Morty, South Park type humor, hardcore. Very. It's, it's the Canadian. It's always sunny. That's really what it is. You oh, okay. Know? I've heard that. I've heard it's better than Always Sunny, though. It is way better. It's way, oh, way, dude, way, there's way, no way, fucking way. way. I, I, it is. We got to watch. Well, you're from Philly. It's dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's it's harder. Like well, it's harder. It's, hard. it's harder. It. It's harder, dude. Like, it's, it's hard. Than I'm telling sunny. you, dude. It's, it's got a lot Stop. of hardness to it. We can Stop. get the, the John Bovey guy. The John Bovey guy. Sorry. John Bovey guy. <laughs> it's, it's Always Sunny still on? I don't think so. They haven't had a new season in a couple well, years. Well, COVID now, too. Does John Hennef have anything else? No, thanks, John. Thank you, John. Stay golden. Jude has a couple that are really interesting. Well, Jude is a really interesting, fine, outstanding young man, so let's hear it. What's more likely right now? <laughs> Jesus. Jimmy Uso killing himself drunk driving or someone else? Someone else. Do you guys think someone else? I'm going to say someone else. Yeah, I'm going to say someone else, too. What about you, B? Yeah, isn't the drunk driver more likely to walk away from the accident? Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah, we're gonna go. We've universally decided he's gonna kill someone else. What else is Jude at? Uh, do you think astronauts spacewalking at the ISS have ever considered jumping from the station for a manual reentry? No, I don't think even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think even. I don't think there's any deviation from the plan if you're doing a spacewalk. Don't you think? Like, like your like the hyper focusness and everything else, the mental, the mental state you're in. No chance, right? Unless you're like so depressed and like spaced out, like the like one of the guys from uh, what is it, two thousand one? Like if you're out in space and by yourself and depressed, maybe if you're gonna commit suicide. But no, there's no no chance. What about you, Shaheen? I don't yeah, I'm gonna probably say no. I, I, I'd have to be a couple more blunts deep to, mm. to properly. Oh, know, can't wait for answer, Saturday. But... Can't wait for Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say no. I don't. I don't see a reason for that. Uh, let's see. You're given the chance to own a vehicle that is specked out like it was in the TV show based around it. What would you go for? I'm sorry. Could you repeat? You said that a little fast. You're given the chance to own a vehicle that is specked out like it was in the TV show that's based around it. What would you go for? His would be Airwolf. Um, I, I would assume just Knight Rider, right? I mean, I want, I want Kit. I want the Knight Rider car. Is that what he's referring to? Like I think so, to? yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of a... Because what was question. Airwolf? Airwolf was a fucking helicopter, wasn't it? Hence the name Air in it. I assume it's... A, or the... You know what I would want? The A-Team van. Fuck it. I want the A-Team Fuck, that's van. what I was going to say. I was going to say the A-Team, too. Fuck it. I was going to say the A-Team in hopes that, that Mr. T comes with it. As a I want package. the A-Team van. That's what I want. I want the OG van with the orange stripe on the side, exactly as it's advertised. What would Fuck you it. I'll, I'll take anything off the wacky races. <laughs> mm. That's what I'll do. The wacky racist would be fun. Any one of them. I love that shit. The the uh, the, the horror car, the big the hearse. The yeah, movie. dude, all yeah, of them. That'd be dope. dope. The tank, oh, anything. Can't wait till Rob Zombie remakes that in 2015, <laughs> uh, 2025. <laughs> what um what do you have, B Show? Uh, I was gonna say the DeLorean from um Back, Back to, to the Future, but that's not a TV show. Mm. So I'd probably say either Kit from Knight Rider, mm. or because Mr. Feeney's voice is amazing, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm Michael. 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 I love that fucking name. I'd program him to say Mr. Matthews. Yeah. But uh what, yeah, what probably you, that. What, kit, yeah. I think I think every every kid at one point wanted kit, you know, it depends on and uh, Or maybe the, the car from family. Speed Racer because it was like a Inspector Gadget meets a car. Yeah. Yeah. I like didn't Inspector Gadget have a cool car? He had the van, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and plus the van is multi purposed in case you want to just be creepy. 
that works out pretty well. What else is Jude? Have? If Thanos had been fighting the if Thanos had been fighting the MCU villains in Endgame, how do you think it would have gone? But he did fight the MCU. What do you mean? The villains. Not the oh the villains. villains. I'm yeah. so sorry. Sorry, I kind I, of yeah. put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah, I just I heard MCU. I don't think there'd be any different outcome. I don't think there'd be any different outcome because they don't really have an you know what I mean an answer for that. I mean Thanos is a pretty he's he's, he's a fucking he's a fucking like a titan. You know what I mean? He's, he's he's the mad titan. He's cock diesel. He's huge. You know we're talking about he has the infinity gauntlet. It's over. It, 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 it's over. Like there's no, no villain. There's no other than Galactus, but that's a whole other cosmic entity type situation. But other than Galactus, who's, although Thanos has got fucked up a bunch of times, you know, um, back in the day. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's an interesting concept though. I imagine if they would have incorporated villains, that would have been kind of a cool idea, right? Like villains in there to fight Thanos. Like well, they had Loki at the beginning, right? Yeah, but they pieced him out early. He was like a plot, he was like a plot device. You know, he didn't fight Thanos. He got killed by Thanos. So, but yeah, like that would be an interesting idea to put the villains in there because don't they want to fight for their existence too? Hmm. Wow, now I feel like there's a big plot hole in, in, uh, in those movies. <laughs> yep. And Gene, um, you didn't see them, so you probably have, have nothing to say about this. No, I'm assuming it would probably be the same and I'd still be annoyed because there's still movies. Thanos is a bit, you would love Thanos though. He's fucking awesome. I would Except love him if he actually just killed everybody in the fucking but he, did, but he did but he won that's yeah but if won. it was like an actual rap and it just you know yeah. stopped it there yeah if there weren't like prequels and sequels and fucking yeah, night and night quills yeah, sideshows and Misha, don't you don't you think there'd be no difference in the mood but but don't you think that would have been a much more interesting plot device to have all the villains because why would they what they want to die i mean like what the fuck right yeah you know? like we will we're gonna let you live to fight another day type of thing you know what i mean they joined forces with the heroes. I mean, that, that's, you know, but that's marketing. That's trying to sell fucking dolls yes. to kids and build. But that would have worked out great too. I mean, you know, but the problem is Marvel kills like all their villains. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, I, my mind always goes to like wrestling. Like if the here, if the villains can't beat the heroes who ended up beating Thanos, why would they have stood a difference against Thanos anyway? Yeah. True. So. Very true. Very true. What else does you'd have for us? Uh, you're going to like this one. If asshole Draper became a wrestler, hmm. what is his entrance theme? Well, they don't let you use real music. So well, I mean, I, on the indies, you could. Yeah, that's true. On or if indies, Tony Khan really likes you, like Jungle Boy. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he well, he pays for obscure late '80s songs. That I'm sure the copyright was not heavy to pay, get the rights to that fucking song. Um, it might have been. I don't fucking know who owns the publishing. I would probably use something that would. Uh, oh wow. I don't know. I kind of want to use like hardcore music, but then I'm thinking I would use like Erasure just to get people upset. You know what I mean? I would just come out to like Erasure. Just to bother people, you know. But if, but I, as a heel, yeah, I would probably come out to. Uh, well, CM Punk's it's clobbering time for people that don't know this. Some of you might know this, some of you might not. That is an expression from the band Sick of It All. That's in their intro to their songs. They open with they open their sets with that song. They have their their intro. It's clobbering time. He probably wanted to use that, or he probably used it on the indies, but they didn't want him to use it in the thing. So that's why he would go. It's clobbering time. What she got from the Fantastic Four. I was gonna say I thought that was Fantastic Four related. Right, but, but the yeah, but that's but 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 he's from the hardcore scene, and, and everybody in the hardcore scene knows that's from Sick of It All. They actually have a T-shirt that says it's clobbering time with Calvin and Hobbes back in the '80s. I would just to piss off CM Punk. I would probably ask Sick of It All to get the rights to it's clobbering time just to fuck with Punk, <laughs> which I probably would be able to do. I probably could get it. I'm not gonna lie. I probably could get it. They'd probably let me use it. That's awesome. Yeah. 
All right. Thanks, Jude. Thank you, Jude. Ronald Anderson. Big fan of that Ronald Anderson. He is the textbook definition of a fine, outstanding young man. Hello to the BTA crew. If you look back over your previous episodes, you guys have a billion dollars worth of ideas from just random topics. Well, thank you. Thank you. Brilliant minds. Oh, thanks again. Um, Okay, I have a booking question for the entire crew. Mm. WWE main event of Survivor Series, if it was an all-time six-man tag team, who's your all six all-time faces, six all-time heels? No winner has to be determined. Uh, love you guys. Love you too, Ronald. Love, Thank you. Love you, brother. Um, living so, or dead, I assume, right? If it's all time, right? All time greatest six versus six. So six all time faces, six all time heels. Main event of some uh, Survivor Series. Oh boy, this is a deep question. Yeah. All right, let me think for a second. We could do all a right, whole so, episode on that. Holy shit! All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to my my shit, right? So I'm gonna go for the baby faces team. Obviously, I'm gonna go Warrior, right? Because I just I. Warrior was my shit. I love fucking Warriors, babyface. Um, I loved uh, the British Bulldogs. They were like my favorite tag team. So I would probably throw them in there because they were. I was obsessed with them as a kid, just like I was obsessed with Warrior. Now, this is where it gets a little dicey, right? Because a lot of these guys were heel face, heel face, just like everybody else's heel face, heel face, heel face. So those definitely would be my three baby faces. My other baby faces I would work with. Only I'm going to say this only because he never really got to do what he could have probably done. I would use Kerry Von Erich because he never really got to be who he could have been maybe in WWE. So that's my that's four right there. So I got two more. I got to put Andre in there because as a boy, Andre the Giant was life-changing. I mean, any young boy that's my age group that saw Andre, I mean, he was like a super, he was like a real life superhero. And I, and I never, I hated heel Andre. It broke my fucking heart. I hated it. I fucking could not stand it. And I'm going to go OG blonde hair sting, the OG surfer sting. These were like my, my guys. Like I had posters of these people, like on my wall as like a, like a 12 year old, 13 year old person. Now heels, this is where it gets a little dicey with people. Cause some people might have these as baby faces. Um, I would put Rick rude. I would put heel Piper. I would put heel savage. That's the anchor of that fucking team, as far as I'm concerned. Those are like big personalities, great heels. Now they need some big guys to offset that shit, right? I kind of want to put like a big man in there, like maybe like not Akeem, but I would put one man gang in there, that character, scary big dude. You know what I mean? Because now I feel like you need some hitters in that fucking. I might put, this is going to sound a little douchey, but I might put either Demolition or Warlord Barbarian in there. Just like, cause they look like bad guys. Why would they, that be douchey though? Because you could pick way better people. You know what I mean? But, but I already got the charismatic. I got rude. I got this one. I got that one. So, you know, but I like, I loved one man gang. He was so cool looking with the chain and a tattooed head, you know, honorable mentions, obviously to uh, Roberts and Bigelow. I just wasn't sure where to put them. You know, I, I might, I might swap out warlord barbarian and put Roberts, Jake, the snake and fucking bam, bam in there. Heal bam, bam. Dude, I just can you imagine that match? This is like the greatest fucking match I've seen in your life. I don't think you guys are topping it. I'm sorry. I think I stole the thunder there. Well, but I, I misunderstood. I don't know. If if I misunderstood it, my apology. I did six on six. Or is it three on three? No, but, I did six on six. Yeah, he said six man tag, but then he said six all time faces, six all time heels. So I just yeah, said six versus you. six. That's what John did. Okay. And uh, yes, John, you, you fucking yours? crushed it, you son of a bitch. That's really good. And, and by the way, I'm taking out Warlord Barbarian and throwing in uh, Roberts and Bam Bam because that team is unstoppable. Dude, I, I would know, fucking dude. I would destroy. I would kill to watch this. I would kill to watch this. What I do you think? Got? I, mine is very similar, but I don't, I don't know, man. Mine, mine is up there with yours. I would do uh, 
the babyface team would be Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage, mm. uh, Legion of Doom, okay, British Bulldog, and Jimmy Snuka. Oh, okay. That would good, be my uh, that's baby really face good, team. That's a really good team. It's a baby face team. That's really early good. 90s. I, I would set it like 91. Oh, my God. Uh, Andre the Giant is, is, is the captain of the heel team. So Andre okay. the Giant, Rick Rude, mm. Demolition to offset Legion of go. Doom. Jake Roberts, yep. and I would do a debut in Undertaker. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. B-Show, you got big motherfucker. The B stands for big shoes. <sighs> you motherfuckers. Shaheen, like, could... Shaheen went almost pick for pick for what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'd say Warrior. Do baby, baby faces face team. Okay, yeah, do baby faces for us. Uh, yeah, Warrior, um, the Heart Foundation. There you go. All right. I like that. Yeah, I forgot Bret Hart. Damn. Yeah. yeah. yeah me Actually, too. you know what? I'll take I'll take out Nightheart because I like the Heart Foundation, but I like the British Bulldogs better. So Warrior, the British Bulldogs, Bret Hart. Oof. Um ba, 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 Babyface. How many got left? Two? Yeah. Babyface Savage with Liz, because when I was a kid, mm. that was amazing. Um and uh although I like Hill Jake Roberts, I'll just throw Babyface Jake Roberts on the on that to round okay. it out. Uh, demolition for heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre as the captain of the team. You have to. Wow. Rick Rude, Kurt Henning. Oh, good pick. Or Hennig, and I got like one or two left. You got one left. You got one five left. There, right? yeah. Man, a heel. Piper, you got to go. Piper, heel. Piper. See, I want. I love the dynamic of Piper, heel. Piper, heel. Savage, heel. Rude, and three hitters like. Yeah. Come on, dude. Like, who doesn't want to watch that fucking shit? Like, the interviews with those three and the three fucking, like, you know what I mean? And, oh, like, yeah. and then you got Bigelow there with Roberts cutting in there. And, oh, my God. Oh. Well, you know, I was going to say, if I had room on the babyface team, I was going to stick Bam Bam on there. So if I had to swap yeah, out. Right, Bam Bam. If I had to swap out one of the heels for Jake and put Bam Bam on there, I would. Do you guys feel like Bam Bam never got his run? Not to make this a wrestling show. Yeah, but. No, definitely. No, he never did. He never did. I mean, Best he, all, big man of all time, dude. Yeah, he's great. But he's a legend, though. I mean, he's an absolute legend to anybody working in the business that doesn't have respect for Bam Bam. Is obviously unfamiliar with his shit. You know, I mean, he, the guy was amazing. He was a great, he was, he was a great big man, agile. You know, his shit looked good. His promos were good. He's missing the fucking teeth. You fireball head, come on, dude. I mean, you got, you got, you, how can you not make money with a guy like that? But I like, I like that everybody's throwing the props to Bam Bam, and you know, that's pretty bad. What a great fucking question. Yeah, oh thanks, Ronald. Thank you so much, dude. That was great. Love you, buddy. Awesome. Uh, Charles Haddad. Big fan of Charles Haddad. Uh, by the way, Charles Haddad. His last name Haddad is translated from a Sumerian for fine, outstanding young man. What do we have for Charles Haddad? Name a movie that you love that seems to be universally hated, and to make it a bit more of a challenge, it can't be from horror. 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 I have trouble with that word. I don't know what it is. So it's a movie that I love that everybody hates. I don't know that universally hated. I mean, because everything I like is universally hated, quite frankly. Um, That's universally hated. I feel like I watched a movie recently that had like an 18% Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have one that jumps off the top of your head? Like a, like maybe like a comedy or something? I, I mean, it's going to be a comedy. I mean, my go-to probably would be Solo. It's not a, mm. 
It's not horror. I no, like I, it. I don't know that that's horror. <laughs> yeah, it's not horror. It's it's like I don't know. It's a serious movie. It's got it's it's terrifying, but for yeah, different it's not reasons. a horror movie, really. It's really not. Yeah, I would say Solo. I appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe you the Running been... Man. The Running Man is supposed to be a terrible movie, but I really I fucking love that. Movie. I like the Running Man a lot too. The movie's awesome. I can't believe people don't like it. Yeah. What about you, B Show? Do you have one that jumps out at you? I'm like you, Not John. Like most of the shit I like, nobody likes. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think comedies that I really enjoyed that people don't like. Hmm. You know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like a lot of people f- uh, fucking rag on uh, 80s and 90s action anymore nowadays because they say they weren't very good, but they weren't supposed yeah. to be good. They were just fucking pew pew shoot em up. Um, so I'd say that another movie was uh, What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams. Oh, that movie was a bomb. That was a big bomb. It was. But, like, just the fact, and Sheen, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but um, you might dig it, you might not. It's a little over the top in Cornwall with, like, the romance stuff. But basically, um, spoiler alert, the dude's wife, or no, he dies, and his- It's based on a famous book, I think. Yeah. Their love is so strong that, like, when she paints shit, his heaven turns into that. And, like, that's, that's how they find out that he can communicate with her is- like his heaven is all the stuff that she painted and it comes becomes real for him. But then she finds, he finds something new that he's never seen. And it's something his wife has recently painted. And then they kind of, kind of cool. connect. So yeah, it's a cool idea. It's just a yeah. poorly executed movie. Unfortunately. Yeah. There's some cool shit. Max von Sydow's in it as like his mentor. Mm. Um, yeah. So check it out. It's, universally hated but i thought it was pretty yeah. cool there, there there's an i'm thinking of like my 80s like like titty movies like you know like the r-rated titty comedy movies that are that people think are just like porky shit. shit yeah like the last american virgin like you know like that movie to i don't know what it's reviewed as i'm sure it's not that is a fucking great movie with a bummer ending just an absolute but like literally bummer ending like for a teen sex comedy like the last american virgin I'm telling you right now, it's funny. It's got titties in it and all that stuff. But then at the end, like, I don't want to ruin it for people who've never seen it because it's actually a very good movie. Dude, it's a fucking great movie. Oh, wow. I didn't realize how I, wow. Okay. People yeah. love the movie. But at the, yeah, I, yeah, people look back on it now because it's a bummer. But, but at the time when that was in the 80s and that came out, oh, that girl, Diane Franklin, I liked her. Like, I liked a lot of those movies. There was a movie called Hard Bodies in the 80s. That was so titty-tastic. Like, I remember watching some of it with my grandpa, I think, when I was, like, a little kid because it was on, like, late-night cable. What? Oh, my God. It's called like, Hard yeah, Bodies. Fuck, dude? No, like, I was watching it on, like, WHT, and, like, my grandpa walked in, and, and he just let me watch it. Like, you know, I was, like, 11 or something. Hard Bodies. They made yeah. a Hard Bodies too. What does Hard Bodies get? Let me just see. What is – dude, I, lo- I could recite this movie. It doesn't even look like it's got any ratings, but let me check. Yeah, it's got, it's got a 4.9 out of 10. Man, I'm glad you guys brought this up. I, I just watched um John I probably like knows this movie. It's called uh Beyond the Valley of Dolls. Oh, that's a classic, yeah. Not not the Valley of Dolls, it's called Beyond. Beyond, yeah. Dolls, Beyond the yeah. Valley of the Dolls. Yeah, it's a fucking it's like a super classic. sleazy fucking, it's fucking it's, awesome. Yeah, I, I like it. It's that's considered a terrible movie. It's, it's a Russ bad. Meyer movie, but those are Russ Meyer movies. Roger Ebert wrote the movie, by the way. <laughs> no, by the way, this has the hottest cast I've ever seen oh, yeah, from a 70s are... movie. Well, because this Russ Meyer, cast. everyone had to have big natural titties. That was like dude, his whole thing. Dude, this cast is fucking like yeah, serious. It's a great movie. I, it's a fun movie to watch. Um, dude, for 70s? Look at her. Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These women are absurd. Yeah. Every woman is like a... To- is a yeah. Dog. Every woman is... Like, every woman is attractive. There's no... <laughs> There was that was Russ Meyer. If they called Russ Meyer movies, it was basically big titty women 
in like exactly sex romp is, yeah. movies, like, you know, and they're great movies. Drugs, disco, and dancing, and big yeah, titties. dude, the dance scenes where everybody's like dancing like the yeah, back just titties out. Just look at these girls; they're all smoking hot. Look at that! Look at the face on that fucking girl. Look at the fucking, yeah, they're all. Look at, look at the eyes. Look at that face, dude. Are you kidding? Look at yeah, that. Yeah, I recently just bought this because again, I, I told you about the Criterion sale. Look at this. And girl. Criterion put this out. I was like, why the well, fuck? Well, they're classics. They're, they're considered like genre defining movies. It was like, right? You know, people went to see them. Like, you, look, look at this girl, dude. Yeah, I dude. Nineteen seventy. Come on. Seventy. Look at that, dude. I mean, total ten. That's a ten. That's a ten. Face, body. Dude, that whole movie. I was so impressed by by their looks. I was like, holy shit. They're all like at least four or five tissue movies. At least yeah. <laughs> four or five tissues. Like there's I could only imagine what didn't make it into those movies, to put it that way. Russ Meyer, man. God bless him. Guys. I'm assuming them. they all had like real life orgies. They seemed like Yeah, I'm sure there was fucking going on there. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know, I would love to see someone remake that. Oh, that would be amazing. Like a Valley of the Dolls remake uh, in, in that time period. Woof. Be sure you gotta, a, you gotta see that movie one time. You gotta see it, like, dude. I'm telling okay. you. Like, okay. you're gonna, dude, you're gonna be like, that is the hottest woman. And then two minutes later, you're gonna be like, that is the hottest one. No, no, that is the hottest. It's yeah. like every, just built like, every woman is built like a battleship. Like, like it's, and it's got a good vibe. It's not like a disturbing movie or any like fucked up things in it, really. No, no, they color. I'm sure that like yeah. the color palette looks cool. Yeah, and, like, it's a dope music movie. The clothes, everybody's drinking and get everybody's just dancing for no reason. I, I, I think that's so fun. It's just like, hey, we're going to that party at Jane's house. And then you walk in, the, they cut to Jane's house, and it's just everybody's just dancing like in the Batman, the Batusi fucking yeah, step. It's, it's like a amazing. super swinging shindig. Yeah, he's totally bouncing around. And dude, you know what the crazy thing is? All the women are wearing like like skirts right up to the vagina, but you never see anything. Like you never like you never see anybody's drawers. You never see like anybody's fucking bush hanging. It's like they perfectly... oh they show bush. No, show I'm bush. saying when they're dance like when they're oh, in yeah, those yeah, outfits, yeah. you never see like anything. Like there's never like a little slip up or anything like that. And like they could totally get away with it. But it's just like the sexuality of it is so measured. It's like yeah, here's a woman in the shortest skirt ever. And the whole time you're going to be waiting to see like, you know, you know, an upskirt or something like that. And like, or like, you know, is she going to like get naked or whatever? It's just, they're very sexually charged movies. They're a lot of fun. Um, they're good movies. No, but yeah, good. dude, watch Last American Virgin. It's a classic, man. It's a fucking awesome movie. Thanks, Charles. Thank you, Charles Haddad. We're going to wrap, wrap this one up with the next couple questions here. Okay. Because uh, we're closing in on an hour for the first half. Anthony Elston. Big fan. I think you know, I think Anthony Alston is a fine, outstanding young man. What can we do for Mr. Alston today? Hey, guys. Hope you're all well. You too. Uh, Content-wise, you've been on a tear, so keep it up. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, sir. No, that's nice of you to say. I'm a big fan of 80s, 90s comedy flicks, especially the cheesy, over-the-top ones. Hmm. With Hollywood seemingly rebooting and reimagining everything, do you see a return to those type of films? For example, updated versions of The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, or American Pie. No, I don't think so. I, and if they did, they tried. I mean, they tried, they tried to remake, they did a Heather's TV show that was so abysmally bad, they pretended like it didn't even exist. Where they made the Heathers, like uh, one of the Heathers was a fat girl, and then they, there might have been a trans Heather. Like, I'm just saying, like, do you guys don't remember there was a Heathers TV show? I forgot all about that until you said yeah, something. Yeah, the world forgot about it because people were like, this is absolute garbage. You can't, you can't go, we can't keep going backwards. There's a reason why, like, we're talking about Russ Meyer movies from 1970. Like, they'll never remake those movies. Because we, we, we don't live in 1970 with free love and hippie shit and acid and blah, blah. 
So it's like even like American Pie, like like our really sexually suggestive movies with teenagers and stuff, that doesn't exist anymore. That just it just doesn't it like the movie I just mentioned, Hard Bodies and Last American Virgin, everyone in that movie is supposed to be statistically like 16, 17 years old. Now you watch the movie and everybody's 28, but they're supposed to be 17 and they're all banging. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like I I, I don't think we're ever going back to that. I, I think AIDS stopped that, quite frankly, in, in at a certain point. And then I think culturally speaking, it's just not referenced. Like, there's just like we have a better attitude towards sexuality now, but it's it's it's. I don't think you're gonna see. I really don't think you're gonna see big titty movies like that again. Do you guys? I I don't think so. I think you're gonna. Well, let me let me put it this way. I think you're gonna see big titty movies, not in comedies necessarily. You're never gonna see them as as far as Porky's and American yeah. Pie and things of that nature. You're going to see titties in artsy movies where there's free sex and spirituality and, you know, stuff like that. You'll see you'll see them in a 24 type of movies, right? With like, you know, Midsommar where they had a bunch of naked people fucking humping each other and moaning together. You'll get that. But you're not going to get it in the sense of like um, it's enjoyable to men to sit around and fucking have beers and watch a bunch of titties on. That's just not that. Comedies, period, don't really exist anymore. I don't even I can't even tell you the last time there was really a comedy that I want to watch. I mean, you remember the. um like the Will Ferrell, Ben Stiller, like the fucking super bad Pineapple Express era. Yeah. Those movies don't exist anymore. And that's not even that long ago. I'm not even going no, with like classics. Like it's just after that, it just kind of died out. I don't even see comedies happening. I mean, um, what's his name took over? Uh, who's a little little black dude, the comedian from uh, from Philly? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. He was doing some comedies, but his comedies are like super clean and sanitized. Yeah, and yeah they're very appropriate. It's just, I don't know. It's just, you're never going to get the same type of movies that you did, man. Some remember Bucky movie. Larson? Do you remember that movie? Yes, that was. Yeah. Um, about the, the, that the porn can... star with the tiny dick. Like, uh, yeah, dude, that movie was uh, fucking that, that hilarious. Comedian, Christina Ricci that... was hot as fuck in that movie. Is that, that Nick, movie Nick Swartzen? So yeah, Nick Swartzen. Is that, is that him? He's the star of that? Yeah. Yeah, like you'll never see Freddie got fingered. Like this is no. not oh, like no. look, somebody might make so these good. on the low and put them out like on digitally and stuff like that. But as far as like American Pie, you know, reboot, it's like, okay, yeah. but only uh, no one's straight. It's like th- no, this is not happening. Like it's just it's not gonna happen. Well, and I plus like what was risque in nineteen ninety seven is not risque today. Everything's so out there and overexposed, like you yeah. can't really titillate because nothing's gonna nothing's really off limits or it's too you know it's it's either offensive or everything's wide open it's weird yeah that's that's exactly you just hit it on the head dude it's either too offensive or it's or it's not wide or everything's wide open that's it you know what i mean like that heather's show tried to be we're gonna have a this and we're gonna have a that so this way it's more modern and everyone said no this is terrible this is not what the this is not what i signed up for and they have basically walked away from it like it was such an abysmal failure and like the craft they did a similar thing with the craft oh yeah where they tried to reboot the craft. I don't know how well it did, but I haven't watched it. And I love the craft. I think it's great. But my understanding is it's a piece of garbage and it was poorly received. So I think Hollywood is getting its lessons. I think they're saying, we're not going to revisit these things through this lens, but we're going to make everything through this lens. And, you know, and other people could be like, well, then I'm just not going to watch what you're putting out because I don't want to constantly be subjected to this lens. I want to be, I want fantasy. I want things that don't exist. Well, you know what I mean? Here's another reason you can't remake. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shaw. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say another reason you can't remake a film like The Breakfast Club is because mm-hmm. you don't have a guy like John Hughes. I know there's there's smart people out there, like there's people making A24 movies and Ari Aster and stuff like that. <clears throat> but one of the best things I ever heard that encapsulated how smart John Hughes was 
as someone asked him, what happened the Monday after the breakfast club when they did the summer school and they all went back to school? He said, nothing. They said, what do you mean nothing? He said, it's high school. Do you really think that the burnout was going to hang out with the dorky guy or that the jock was going to have the weirdo girlfriend? Everything went back to the same way it was before because nothing's going to change. And it is so beautifully fucking morbid. It's just everyone's going to be like, oh, it's happy. And everyone was accepting and blah, blah, blah. If it's a mainstream movie, it's just. eh. I I think I think you can be risque again, though, because like you're right. What what? surprise people and shock people back in the 80s it's it's not shocking anymore but what you got away in, in with in the 80s and 90s is shocking again because that's very taboo now mm-hmm. so it really depends on who, who your audience is because i think i feel like if you you know release it on an indie level um you're not going to get in trouble for it because people kind of know what they're dealing with you know what i mean like if if a24 or, or one of these other companies that's indie puts out a quote-unquote offensive comedy which wouldn't be offensive if it came out fucking 20 years ago people know what they're going in for because they're like, Oh shit. A 24 put out climax where they punch a pregnant woman. So like, I kind of know what I'm dealing with versus, you know, Warner brothers putting this out, but, um, dude, 30 minutes or less, Anthony, if you haven't seen that movie, that's another good that's one. Good. That's, that's good. very good. That one and Bucky Larson. Check those two out if you haven't checked yeah, them Bucky out. Bucky Larson's pretty. It's pretty raunchy. Comedy. Fucking hilarious. Well, she I, makes... I love raunchy comedies. I just don't know that we're gonna see them again. Yeah, she makes a condom out of his out of a McDonald's straw. And some yeah, wax. dude, oh my god, that movie is so good. I'm surprised <laughs> nobody ever talks about it. I, I, dude, when do. I watched it's it, I was like, this following. is one of the greatest comedies ever. It's, it's so fucking cult, good. It's got a cult following. Yeah, Nick Swartz no. doesn't get a lot of like praise, and he was on Rogan, and Rogan no sold all of his shit. I felt yeah. so bad really? for him. Yeah. Dude, but back to what you said about horror movies and and them kind of getting budget cuts. I think if anything, comedy is the one that took the backseat, really. Yeah. With the Marvel and everything else coming out, because I mean, look at comedy. Like nothing comedy wise comes out. It's either like super corny action movies, horror movies, or Marvel movies. That's well, all that comes well, out. Well, comedies come out, but they're appropriate. They're Kevin Hart is like Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart's a butler. He's a witty butler who right. finds a million dollars. But it's very far in between, though. In, like in five, Little dude, Butler. PG. Yeah, but there's like John, there's not as many as it used to come out when when Will Farrell and Ben still remember every month was a new comedy back then. Yeah, but Farrell, but Farrell, yeah, but you know what? They're also going to streaming. Like Farrell's doing a, a black comedy um based on a, a really good book, a real story about a guy who swindles money out of um uh somebody through therapy. Him and Paul Rudd are doing it, and it's a comedy, but it's going to right. Apple TV. You see what I'm saying? So they're going to streaming services. They they they'll make their money being on Apple TV. But as far as like big hit movie theater movies, you don't have that next generation of comedians replacing no. the Will Ferrells on those no. guys. You know what I mean? Well, like it there's not petered out after movies. like Seth Rogen and those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like and now even to like Judd, Ap- Judd Apatow is, is is woke now. Like he's like you know yeah. he's like he's like oh some of the stuff I did was pretty bad. It's like motherfucker, you did this shit like ten years ago. What the fuck? It was awesome. We all liked it. Stop being a dick. Like, but they're all so afraid. They're all just, dude, Seth Rogen's kind of woke now. It's like, they're all like, oh, I'm embarrassed by the movie. I well, he's walking likes. on eggshells because he's been accused of protecting, uh, what's that one guy who's got Franco, accusations yeah, and but, shit? Yeah, but he, but he threw Franco, he threw his friend down the river too, but his yeah. friend might be a piece of shit. Like, that's a, that's a slippery slope for me because if Franco's guilty of that shit, then he's fucking fucked up and you should throw your fucking friend under the bus if he's fucked up. But, you know, I, 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 I haven't invested that much time in it, but- you know, he's going on talk shows talking about how he's not friends with Franco anymore. And that was like his best friend since he was like a fucking 15 year old. You know, they came up together and they became famous together and did projects together. And, you know, you know, I don't know how much of that is fueled by the fact that Franco might be an actual fucking fucked up dude. Or the fact that Seth Rogen is like, oh, I don't want to get canceled. I better fucking say what everybody else is saying. Oh, you know. 
it's, it's heartbreaking shit, but you know, it's the business. Uh, let's see. To finish that one off, I don't necessarily want to see these flicks remade because you can't duplicate what they were at the time. No. Uh, but it would be cool to see someone try to make these flicks with a modern twist and a nod or two to the past. I also want to make a suggestion for a Patreon exclusive series. Ooh, okay. You guys should do 100 greatest series, 100 greatest series, where you rank the 100 greatest of a specific genre in movies, music, games, whatever. Breaking it 20 episodes, episode one would be 100 to 80 and so on. So similar to what Shah was doing with his uh, disturbing movie series, I guess. Right. Uh, he thinks it'd be a cool concept unique to us. Everyone has done lists or countdowns, but to his knowledge, no one has ever dedicated a series to ranking the 100 greatest of anything. Once again, thanks for all the work you guys put in. Peace. Thank you, Anthony. Well, th- thank you, dude. And those, that's actually a really solid suggestion. I never really thought of that before. But, but yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, it's interesting. It is. Might be if hard we to do get... something like that, it would have to expand over several months. Yeah, um, it would take a long time. Yeah, it might it would yeah, it would have to be like a big project. We would have to tackle like one category for like six months, just do movies and just I mean do we'd like, have to know. start with the hundred greatest porns of all time. Otherwise, yeah. hundred greatest porns. Hundred greatest tissues of all time. What uh, do we have any other questions for this? Uh, we have a bunch, but do we want to save the rest for the second half? Let's do let's do two more questions. Okay. Uh J Reb ninety two. How could we not say he's a fine, outstanding young man? What does J-Reb have for us? He has two questions for us. Okay. Uh, what movie is better, Goodfellas or Casino? Ooh. I think Goodfellas, Goodfellas for me, man. It's a better movie. It's a better overall cast. It's a bigger cast. It's more moving pieces. Casino is very one or two notes. Casino has like three big people doing everything. Goodfellas is like... You know what I mean? So I just think they're both brilliant, but... Goodfellas is more moving pieces, I, I think. You know, what do you what do you think, Michelle? I'd agree. Does Casino have any memorable scenes like the, like everyone talks uh, about? Yeah, yeah, no, dude, they do. No, no, I'm I know every. I, what I'm talking about is like, uh, the artistic shit, like um, the the Layla scene where they go and they go through all the guys dead, like in the the freezer and like oh, yeah, how they yeah. how they they clean up after everyone starts talking about the heist. Like, do, does Casino have any, like, iconic shots yeah, I like think that? So. I think so. The opening scene where he gets blown up in his car is how it opens the fucking movie to, oh, like, yeah, walk into right. opera music. And, you know, then they're playing. I don't know what song they're playing when Joe Pesci is narrating. And then he gets his brains beat into death in his tidy whities That's fucking. And don't forget the guy's eye popping out in the vice. That's pretty badass. Oh, that's there. right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's got. But I think Casino is, is great. But Goodfellas has better moving pieces. That's yep. all. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. I think uh, Anthony Alston would have loved to answer this question. That's that's two of his favorite movies. I mean, there's no there's no wrong answer though. Let's be honest, yeah. there's no wrong answer. I think everybody would pretty much say Goodfellas though. I think that's the uh, that's the heavy know. hitter, man. That's the one. Yeah. Casino's pretty badass, dude. It like, is. It's know, huge. But, is Casino I mean, the, the one where house. like Joe Pesci and his brother get dumped into the yeah. hole and then they shoot him yeah, or like, beat him? Yeah. yeah, that's what I just said. Where they beat him with the bats and the tidy whities yep. and he's like, but he's still breathing. He's still breathing, <laughs> Frankie. Honestly, I would I would say Heat is better than Casino too. It's better than both of them, but that's a topic for another day. Hmm. Heat's better than both of them. Interesting. Movies, but it's a different movie. It's not a mob movie. It's a completely. It's a heist movie. It's a. It's a heist. It's a. It's a very stylized heist movie. You know what I mean? It's not a mob picture. Is that Scorsese too? No, Scorsese? that's a uh, Michael uh, Michael Mann, the the Miami okay. Vice creator. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy. What else does uh, J. Reb have for us? Uh, he said he liked Casino because the whole story was crazy. He feels Goodfellas was boring when they start doing coke or dealing coke. Well, that's only towards the very end of it, and what a roller coaster we're going on if we can't stay at that level the whole fucking time. I mean, like, you know, 
it would just be too much, don't you think? Yeah. It's weird. I kind of feel like I slip into the, um, what's his name from Goodfellas? The accent. I, I feel like I talk like him sometimes. Ray Liotta? That way, he, yeah, he's Chicago accent. Maybe it's because of the Midwest thing, but every once in a while, I feel yeah. myself kind of slipping into the really older voice. Yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah, you got the, you got the, you got the, you got it down there a little bit. You just need the accent in it. You have the voice, but you don't have the accent. Right. See, that's, you know, you got to study his accent. Yeah. It's pretty, and no one has ever explained why he has a Chicago accent and he's from Queens, <laughs> yeah. but that's, I, I still, that, that's a huge hole for me that I cannot shake because everyone else has a New York accent, but him. Yeah. Everyone, literally everyone in the fucking movie from his parents to the fucking ancillary characters, the fucking, the dude from street trash who owns the restaurant, which was such a great fucking cameo of the dude from street, Mr. Durant from street trash being on that just puts me on the moon. Every time I think about that dude from street trash is in Goodfellas. That's it's fucking amazing. Which way, who's York. that? Which one? What guy? What, 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 did you ever see street trash? No, that's what I'm saying. So then how could you, how would it matter? <laughs> I didn't know if you knew the guy's trash. name or could describe him. anyway. He's the, I know Shaheen, Mr. Durant from Street Trash, Shaheen, the big mob boss. Yeah, I know who it is from uh, Street Trash. I just don't remember. Yeah, he, he owns the restaurant where Joe Pesci hits him in the head with the bottle. Well, he's like, come on. So it's three G's he owes me here. And then he goes to Paulie. He's like, come on, I, I'm, I can't sleep at night. I can't go to my car at night. Like, I'm afraid this guy's going to fucking kill me. Like, you know, help me, please. That's that's Mr. Durant from Street Trash. Which, by the way, B Show, you need to fuck. We need to put you on a fucking. We gotta put you on a, on some kind of regimen here. You need to see some of these movies. Street Trash is amazing. I'm looking it's for it. I'm looking for the cast here. I don't know if Street Trash would hold up if you were watching it for the first time right now. It would for me. I love. I'm, I, I'm so like the, the special one effects one. are like. It's really one of my favorite bad. movies of all time. One of my favorite movies of all time. One of my favorite. It is New York based. So James Lorenz, he's awesome. Tony Darrow, Mr. Durant, right there. He's from Goodfellas. He's oh, in man, Sopranos. He had a major. Oh, he's from. Oh, look at him. He's from Brooklyn. Look at that. Surprised yeah. this isn't a trauma movie. There he is. This guy's in every mafia thing ever. Dude. He's always plays a mafia guy. But the fact that this guy played a mafia guy in Street Trash, come on. Hmm. Okay. Um, was that his only other question? Nope. We will ever. Will we ever get Trick or Treat two? I think we were supposed to. Weren't we supposed to get Trick or Treat two? I hope we do. I, I love the original. It took forever for that to come out. It's it was, amazing. It took, yeah, it's a great movie. I, I would love. I hope so. I think we're all hopeful. Be sure you've seen Trick or Treat, right? Yeah, that was the anthology one, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one right there. Yeah, the werewolf. Sam is a great character, man. I think. I think. That's... Yeah, I mean, they got to bring Sam back. There's no way you do that without Sam. <laughs> this is no chance. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get it. Yeah, that was a cool show. Hopefully, um, thanks, J. Reb. Thank you, Mr. Reb. All was right, it just on. was it just me or what did, did Sam look like a little like alien fucker inside of like a pumpkin? He always reminded me of like the, the Martians from Mars Attacks. Oh, but everything reminds you of the Martians from Mars Attacks. That's fair. That's fair. That's true. Are we doing one more question? Or are we, we done? Yeah, we can. Let's do one more. Let's uh, do one more. Cushion pusher. Cushion pusher. Fine, outstanding cushion pushing young man. What do we have for the pusher? Have any of you read the Punk Rock Jesus Limited series from Vertigo? Um. Punk rock, okay, uh, I have to disqualify myself because I know the person who did the book personally, mm. actually. Um, and I, I, did, I did read the books because the person, not only did I know the person who did the book, but the reason why I know the person was because they used to come in my comic book store when they were working on the Hellblazer book. And uh, that person became uh, very famous and well-known in the comic book industry. You should look it up. You guys would like it. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool fucking book. It's. Um, I can't remember when it came out, but the Vertigo line doesn't exist anymore for DC. 
Um, and his name escapes me. How's that crazy? Well, we're going back a long time with the store. My brother, you know, he recognized me at a con a few years ago and he gave me like the soft hello. And then I was like, oh, I guess we're not friends anymore. But he's awesome, dude. He was a big, a, a big supporter of our store. I just can't remember his name. Um, do, you, do you have that up on your screen? Michelle? I can pull it up. I was going to read the synopsis from Cushion, but let me see. What's it called again? Yeah. Uh, punk Rock Jesus. Yeah, the dude was always kind of punk rock, but he didn't come across too punk rock to me. Punk rock Jesus. What's his name? Sean. Murphy. Sean Murphy. Uh, Sean Murphy. Props to Sean Murphy, man. Sean Murphy used to come in our store. He was a friend of ours. He was a friend of ours, and he became a kind of a big deal in the comic book world. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of shitty he that like he it. kind of big-timed you, though. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're doing cons, it's like, you know, the guy's making money. I mean, he's there for work. But, dude, this is, Shane, you would like this book. It's a fucking cool book. And Sean Murphy's a very talented artist. Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not I think he wrote this. this. I don't know that he did the art. I know he's a writer. Um, and he's a writer and an artist, Sean. I haven't talked. I haven't thought about Sean Murphy in 100 years. Um, Punk Rock Jesus. Yeah, it's a Times bestseller, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He, he used to write. Hell, when he was coming to my store, he was doing Hellblazer. Hmm. And um, yeah. Wow, I had no idea it was that popular. Wow, good for Sean Murphy, man. But he, but he knows me and my brother, you know. Dude, look, look at his Hellblazer covers, dude. Dude, look at that fucking cover, John Constantine. Look at this fucking art, dude. It's fucking gorgeous, man. Look at that shit. It's fucking beautiful, man. There, it does remind me of Sandman in some ways. Yeah. Dude, look at that one. The City of Demons one. Uh, he would come in my store. He was a regular in my store. He would come in with his dog. He lived in uh, Park Slope at the time. This is going back like 15 years ago, so I'm not talking out of school. That's but uh, cool. yeah, we uh, yeah we lost touch with Sean. He was, well, I guess, when we closed the store. Yeah. It says... Cool um. Jesus gets cloned from the Shroud of Turin, his life made into a TV show. He grows up and breaks out of a lab that created him and becomes the frontman of a punk band. Has an IRA hitman from Belfast as his bodyguard. It's great. Available as a TB, TPB trade paperback. Trade paperback. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, definitely great. worth checking out. Lots of interesting topics covered. Yeah, Sean's done a lot of stuff. He's very pot. He's very, he's became very famous. Uh, he had a huge line of con. But yeah, I think it was about four, three, four years ago. He, he definitely recognized me, and because he gave me the thing like, like that, and I was like, "What's up?" And I let him do his biz, and that was the end of it. But also, I don't own a store anymore, so it's just like you know. But uh, nice guy. He was a nice, nice enough guy for sure. I mean, it was very cool that he supported the store, you know, um, at a time when we really needed it. So that was awesome. All right. I think All right. That are we wraps good? It up for this week's uh, portion of the Q and A. Well, Patreon people, thank you so much. This was a great episode of the Q&A. We enjoyed it thoroughly. A lot of great questions here. And don't forget, uh, as this hits your feed on Saturday, you're going to get a couple more weeks to get some questions in. Uh, we love doing the Q&A for you. On behalf of uh, Shaheen and Bisho, thank you so much for the support. It really has been absolutely, really remarkable. Um, it really, really has been. And we can't thank you enough. And thank you for engaging with us. And we will see you on the next Q&A. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.